Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. It's Lisbeth with Persistence, you with Lisbeth, and I hope you're having a wonderful week. It's January the 16th. There is There are storms a-brewing, and even here in East Tennessee, it's very, very cold. You know it's desperate when the weather, the temperatures drop, snow accumulates, and the coffee shops are closed. <laughs> Broke my heart today. Coffee shops, I knew schools were closed, and banks and things that are less important to me, but coffee shops. So I hope you're faring well and that you're happy to be getting a teeny little bit more sunlight every day. I am feeling the hope and I don't know about you, but I am so impacted by the amount of sunlight or not that I get and uh, the cold temperatures it's only gotten worse with age. And I feel like, I don't know, the last several years with isolating at home for all of us, plus me retiring from a day job where I worked with people in the office all the time. I feel like it's easier now for me to become isolated. So anyway, just wanted to see, do you feel that way? And speaking of how do you feel last week's episode with Larry Davis, I so loved where he talked about forgiving himself. And I just wanted to see what was your favorite part of that episode? If you had to choose one or two points, what would it be? Because that for me really stuck out. I'm always looking at, you know, go, when going through hard times, what did we learn? And uh, anyway, just a little update in writing news. I am beginning to rewrite for the last time my first chapter of my forthcoming novel, Tilka Faces the Odds, One Man at a Time. That manuscript had won a writer's conference, a little workshop uh, vote one time for being a promising manuscript. So I've sat on it long enough. August 11th, 2024 is my target date of publication. And my patrons will see some of the before and after me, me submitting the chapters to an editor and then looking at how rough writing can be sometimes and then getting those edits back and what do you choose? What do you implement? What do you hold on to? Anyway, that's kind of a fun thing. Join me on patreon.com forward slash Lizbeth Meredith if you're interested in being part of that. In speaking news, I am so fortunate that it looks like April 2nd, I'm going to be co-presenting at the Chattery with a woman I met through PodChat. Her name is Ariel Curry, and she has a wonderful business coaching and editing, and I think does some ghostwriting contracts with her uh, business partner, and she will co-teach with me writing memoir. So... I'll get to talk a little bit about my experience of writing an indie book that then became a movie, but the kinds of editors I needed, and there were many. And Ariel will help break those down and explain what she does. So if you're in the Chattanooga area or thereabouts, come join us. 
And you can find her at the Hungry Author Podcast if you're interested in writing your story. I love sharing stories. I know that you know this. It's kind of my thing. I love being able to write stories. I like bringing survivors' voices to documentaries during my day job. And sometimes the stuff I learn, I, you know, you'd hope that a person reaches a certain point of healing in their own life, which of course I did uh, when I started working in the criminal justice system. But it doesn't mean you're ever fully, fully healed. And I still find that working in a field where other people are recovering from big traumas, it strangely enough helps me kind of stay aware of my own stuff. It's not that I don't go to therapy when I need to. I do. And I'm a huge believer. But just I was thinking about the last several weeks and, of course, the last three decades of work. You know, some of the people that I've some of the things that have inspired me in my own journey are watching people who have gone through the unthinkable, you know, a child of theirs murdered perhaps, or, you know, family impacted by maybe a mass shooting. I mean, there's cult, all kinds of things, stories that I've gotten to meet amazing survivors who share their journey because frankly, that's how we learn. Even if we consider ourselves people who like to be alone, we still need one another. We still learn from each other. So I don't know. I've just been so impressed at the courage that some of the survivors have to share their story, to face scrutiny. And this day and age, when you share your story, especially if it's shared on social media, people will have, they're waiting to be mad sometimes. You know, there are some wonderful people in the world but there are so many since the advent of social media who can't wait to bring a person down who shared their story of survival. So I'm always just honored and amazed with the stories that I've been able to, to be a part of in the last many decades and bring to documentary in the last six months and counting. So yeah. Being able to share those stories, no matter how, what the scrutiny is, that's a great sign of a survivor. Another thing I was thinking about recently was I've heard from so many survivors and I find it true in my own life as well. Maybe the hardest part of going through prolonged period of agony in our lives is it makes us vulnerable and we have to ask for help sometimes. And like, who wants to do that? It's just so hard, maybe so, so hard, depending on how your family believed or, you know, the cultural norms where you live. It's hard to ask anyone for help, but again, brings us together and creates those opportunities that are so great, things that we want to carry forward long after crisis recovery or healing has happened. Another story of persistence in the last couple of weeks, two, two different stories. Uh, and there have been many, many that I come across in my uh, documentary work in journalism. But I will say that one of the stories is of a parent never, never, never losing hope and solving their child's crime is just phenomenal. When you think about how miserable that could be as a parent, and imagine going through 27 years or more 
of not being able to find what happened to your child and to have that have someone brought to to justice what that takes to keep putting one shoe on and then the other shoe on and going to work keeping a house running it's amazing that's just amazing it's beyond belief but it's its own miracle really that's something i really love about my job is that you really get to see the miracles that happen when we keep moving forward and when we do share our stories. I mean, all of us just surviving the last few years, that's big in itself. Um, of course, we didn't all survive, but those of us who are here right now did. Um, the last thing I would say is that is so important when I hear stories of survival and working with survivors of crime, an amazing similar quality so many of them have had is that attitude of gratitude. Not just because that horrible time is over and they went through it and they're on the other side, but even in the moment, sometimes they're looking for people to thank even when the bottom fell out of their world, they know the names of maybe police that helped or an advocate or a neighbor. or And when you think about your own life, when the bottom has fallen out most recently, because all of us will go through it, who helped you the most? And boy, if you watch the Emmy Awards in America the other day, there's a lot of talk that's going on about one of the acceptance speeches because one of the actresses thanked herself for being able to bring her story to success. And I think, yeah, attitude of gratitude, maybe the person we need to be thanking if you've gone through a really, really difficult time and come out the other end is yourself. Uh, we often criticize ourselves during hard times, but we forget to be grateful that we did make a decision to keep persisting. So anyway, I was just thinking about that this week. Uh, yeah, people who go through really, really hard times often are double down on being hard on themselves initially. My own therapist was telling me recently that, you know, self-compassion, I don't know if you can see this, but uh, self-compassion, of course, is so important, but it's just something that we have to teach ourselves. So he gave me a workshop, my therapist, on the Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook by Kristen Neff and Christopher Germer, or Germer, and boy, do I feel bad about not getting that name right, but hope I covered the bases. But the main thing is, and I see this with survivors and with myself, if I'm willing to double down criticizing myself, I can take as much time or more in being compassionate toward myself and you too, treating yourselves like the, the, the way that you would treat your best, best friend in the whole world, the way you would treat someone you admire and that you want to honor. Treating yourself with that kind of energy and with those messages, that's huge. And I think uh, speaking with people in the last week at my day job, coming to terms with the fact that, wow, I tried to help in this situation and still a disaster happened. Um, I tried to call authorities. I heard the story this week. I tried to call authorities more than 40 times to report a crime and nothing happened. And the bottom fell out for vulnerable adults and children. 
feeling guilty for being going on with their own lives when they did everything they could and it still didn't amount right away to success. But still persisting, still going on, still sharing their story, still sharing their lessons learned. Anyway, great stuff this week. I hope you have great stuff this week. I'm valuing my to-do list, but as much as anything, my to-don't list, as you know, Persistence You has more than 150 episodes. Season four is coming to a conclusion. Find me again, February 28th, 2024. If you're listening at about this time in January of 2024. So I'll take several weeks off and be back with the whole new season looking as to how to sh still show up and connect with you, yet scaling a little bit back on my schedule so that I can be a little bit more of a decent human. I hope you stay in community, even if you're an introvert. I hope that you're a part of my community and you feel that you're cared about. And I surely hope that you have a wonderful beginning to 2024. Thanks so much. I will see you at the end of February, 2024. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe and I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.